0: what we're doing is trying to educate and and help our clients understand, you know, what do you do best? How can we help? This is how we we think we can help. This is how we typically see success elsewhere.
1: As we used to say, I do what you do best, we'll handle the rest. I'm I'm hoping that that shift is going, going to continue in our direction of, you know, us being a viable partner for these groups and not just a staffing company.
2: Welcome to the Land Department Podcast. The state of land and energy as we see it.
1: Oh my god, welcome to the Cubs Home Opener. We're here with Brett Bruce, who's the bald wonder down in Houston, Texas. Brandon Ward, who loves his Oklahoma cream pies. And Khalil, who just recently shaved his mustache. Way to go, Khalil. <laughs>
2: Cheers.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Well done, Harry. Well done, Dr. Harry. Where you go, Harry.
2: Gosh. (laughs) That's great. Oh, God. God. Good content.
0: (laughs) The bald. I I should start writing down all my bald reference names. All of my – so I have a freshman in high school now. All his buddies call me the bald eagle, and when they see me, like, at football practice or, like, picking wood up, they all go – there's just like kids screaming (laughs) and call over the parking lots. It's pretty ridiculous, but
3: bald Eagle,
0: I think it's pretty funny because really we're all 14 year old boys on the inside. Right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Never grow up.
0: No, no, never Never surrender. Not at all. No, No, Khalil. So man, when's the last time we did the uh, Dudley happy hour slash round table? I think it was April.
2: I want to say April right before summer got crazy and, there were horror stories in Denver with Brent and Steve.
1: Yeah, it's been and... pretty boring since then.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Steve, you've been through a
1: whirlwind, man. <laughs> I mean, holy hell, I can't believe it's 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 already middle of August.
2: <laughs> so you got a deviated symptom repaired, and then you moved houses where the floor had a, birthday, just have to had a change. birthday
1: almost like burnt my house down on the fourth of July. Um moved houses, went on vacation.
2: Uh, yeah, <clears throat> something
0: it's like that. We've had we've had two nasal surgery uh, repairs in the in the company. Man, me and Steve are breathing now, son.
2: <laughs>
0: Except I got a little whistle. I got a little whistle in there that I don't know what quite know what to do about.
1: Well, that's just <laughs> like an alarm clock. Whistle goes. This is, like
0: God, this is like God's joke because I, I'm the only person that in the family that can't actually whistle, and now. I tried to interfere with nature, and now my nose whistles. And hold on, so hold on, hold on, hold oh, no, on! No, i, I, I to really you for try twenty to whistle. years.
1: You can't whistle. You can't I can't whistle,
3: whistle, man. I gotta hear. I gotta hear you try. Yeah, we
0: gotta man. see you try. Mom's <laughs> like, "Hey, hey. It's, <laughs> it's not a whistle, man. It's just—it's terrible. Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's all not I got here. It could have been worse. I've it's seen been, worse. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: That's oh, Man, yeah, so it's been quite summer. It's, uh besides our personal escapades, the Steve and I story about Denver's probably for another podcast. Uh, probably. I'm trying <laughs> to relive that experience. Um, but, yeah, God, lots happened. Yeah. Um, Business was was rocking and rolling in April. Things were kind of picking up. things were we'd been on a what a probably a 12 or 18 month consecutive growth month over month as far as just the landmen we had working and the activity going on and uh, gosh, after April, May May, June, July kind of leveled out for. It. We actually dropped a little bit. I uh, don't know what that was about. I think well, in our part of the world in Texas it was um, natural gas prices
3: gas prices so natty
0: gas slowed down on us and um a lot of the work that we picked up some of the bigger east Texas jobs just kind of dwindled out and so we had a, a couple of pretty nice jobs going and those just went away so numbers went down we, we were able to kind of make it through fortunately Stephen had picked up kind of during that time so we were able to move some folks around and keep the important people the key people busy and um yeah, the last, what, the last month, guys, things have started to pick back up. I think we're, we're just about back up to the levels we were in April, April or May, actually. So um, don't know what that's all about. Probably most other, I think, it was oil and gas or natural gas-related uh, vacations. It's generally like June and July are pretty slow, man. One of our clients are out. Um, everybody's on vacation and trying to get a little personal time in. But, boy, it's, I tell you, I don't know. Down here, at least I don't know about everybody else, but um, I mean, the due diligence has, has hit hard the last 30 days. I think just down here in Texas, we've got four diligence projects going um, that all have kicked off in the last two to three weeks. Um, so excited for what the rest of the year holds on, on our end. I, I think we um, kicked off a couple other traditional you know, projects today. Um, so it's uh, pretty optimistic for the rest of the year. Down here, at least in the in the South, you know, in Texas, Birmingham Basin, uh, some Louisiana and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, feeling pretty decent, <laughs> you know, it's skeptical, but decent.
3: Yeah, I, I was telling these guys, it's always like you're on the edge of that cliff and about to fall off. You know, it's constant in this business. I mean, we've been doing it for 20 years. Another land, been doing it for over 40, but. You're all. I mean, it never changes. Every every day you walk in the office, what's going to happen today? You you have no clue (laughs) if you're going to be able to stay on that cliff or not. And it's kind of the same story in the MidCon. A little bit, uh, a couple due diligence projects may kick off at the same time pretty soon. Obviously, they're both 30 day due diligences, so those are fun. Uh, Rockies region uh, seems to be picking up a little bit. Looks like people are doing a little bit more up there. Uh So, yeah, we're we're happy with where we are now. Like to see the rest of the year a little bit more growth through through the third, second half, third quarter, and fourth quarter. Be real nice.
0: Should I say the quote that we wrote down the other day? I, I hate to like, get away, but this is a happy hour. We we were, you so the, discussion, it. the discussion was, you know, why do people call us? We were more complaining, not complaining, but we were complaining. Um, Like, you know, we love doing diligence. It's great. It keeps us busy. It keeps lambing going, but it's just stressful. And we just, we said, man, why don't we, why can't we just not get the work after? You know, we want to keep working on this job. And and I I said something off the cuff, said, we're like the hot chick that don't know how to cook. (laughs) And I guess that's, you know, people just want to play with us for due diligence, but don't want to keep us around. So it was, uh, I wrote it down because it was it was embarrassing, but also pretty funny. We and Brandon had a good laugh about it. Uh, we need to throw that on a Koozie. Yeah, so <laughs> that might be on a Koozie, Dudley Land. We get the be delicious but we don't cook.
1: <laughs> Coming to your next win event, the Dudley <laughs> yeah, Land Koozie.
0: I know, man. All my lady, all our lady clients, don't take that the wrong way. We love you. Yeah. It was just pretty fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Steve, what's going on in your part of the world, babe?
1: Now that we've been uh, fairly steady, uh, growing uh, this year, um, picked up a couple new clients actually. So it's been, it's been interesting. <clears throat> We're almost to a point where we got to start looking for some new management actually. I think it's um, uh, all the guys up here are stressed. And probably overworked, and um, just trying to get to that cusp of when do we add, who do we add, how do we add. Um, I think that's what we've struggled with internally with a few few different positions. So. That's always the
0: hardest part. All
1: things up here, I mean, we're, we're we're full steam ahead, so
0: yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's been great, man. Y'all's team always done a really good job. I think that's always the you kind of hit on a the the con the challenge that I think every every you know field brokerage shop has is you know you want to make sure your project managers have the bandwidth to do the job the right way and give the projects the attention they need, but you don't want to have so many project managers that you got guys sitting there needing something to do, you know. Um, and, and you're right. I think company wide we're we're probably in that place. Um, we made a, a really good hire on project coordinator kind of through our development, our pipeline, um, you know, with Dudley Land, we'll bring in guys as project coordinators. And that's kind of our entry level in-house crew chief. we oh. brought brought in um, Patrick Derman out of Dallas. Um, he's doing a great job, man. He's jumped in, hit the ground running, done a really good job. We're kind of in the same place down here. We need, to, we need to get that pipeline. And that's a hard job to fill. Um, it, it really is. You need somebody who's, you know, obviously understands the work that we're doing, but has a little ambition. You know, has a good work ethic, is good with people, is good with clients, um, can multitask, and and that's a hard job to. It's a it has a lot of characteristics that you got to you know check to, to get somebody in the door. But um, I think we we I think we've had that conversation, Steve, Brandon, and I a lot over the last couple months especially or this month especially when things are picking back up it's like all right we're at that cusp we need to we need to start thinking about who and kind of really add into that pipeline so that we can grow responsibly i think is is the biggest thing i i will say one thing we've always done really well is we haven't just hired management to hire management you know we don't have a bunch of a bunch of folks that we bring in and into our company to run jobs and then lay them off. I mean, we, it's a career job when Dudley hired you as a project manager or coordinator. I mean, that's the intention. Um, and so, um, I'm, I'm with you, Steve, I think we're, we're close. I think we probably need to be thinking about it and we're, we're looking for those people trying to actively cultivate those folks.
1: And I think we've, we're uh, we're on the right path with <clears throat> previously, if you had a coordinator in the Northeast, they never saw any Texas work or Midwest work. So we're trying to integrate uh, the folks that we do have into different areas to get a little more experience, especially with the remote workforce as it is right now. You know, there's no reason a, a guy from Oklahoma can't help run a project in Pennsylvania or vice versa.
3: Yeah. So... To Steve's point, you know, we've got Harrison down here in OKC helping out Tim Jackson up there in PA. And um, Harrison's a very smart person, and he's worked northeast. He's also worked west Texas, and he's done Oklahoma. Uh, But he's up there. He's learning uh, based on the skills he already has and putting those to use. And uh, it's a great thing. You know, like what I always think about is we used to have kind of the work and the clients to help bring these people up and through the ranks and teach them these things. And we still do have some great clients that are, that are helping out with that and allowing that. Um, but I think what we've got to remember is somebody's going to have to be doing this job when me, Brent and Steve are gone. And how do we do that properly, bring those people through and really teach them the job, um, and who are those people who wants to do it? You know, I think that's where we've really struggled is the who, you know. Yeah. Um, this is a tough job. Our project managers work the tails off uh, day and night, and they're committed to the projects, committed to our clients. And um, there's, we're finding a few people that understand what it takes to do this job, and, and we're trying to capitalize on them. But those are harder, harder to find these days. For sure. For one reason or another.
1: And when when Brandon says gone, he means retired, not dead. Either. (laughs) Hopefully.
3: This job might put me in the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Either one is just I got a 50-50 chance, guys.
0: (laughs) I I tell you what, I've been having so much damn computer problems the last month. I offered somebody my job. Like I just damn (laughs) it gave somebody take it. Somebody Please, because I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I can't replace any more part, you know, to this computer here. I don't know. Don't give me. R is it the rant.
2: technology or is it the user? That's the question, Brent. It is definitely the technology. Field <laughs> okay. <obviously laughs> it's it's sure.
1: always always the arrow, never the Indian.
2: Well, you new know. <laughs> exactly. yeah, right. set of golf clubs. This I've got a clip somewhere team. of of Brent with a chair, with an office chair, that might say it's the user. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know, man, I got <laughs> this chair over here in timeout. It's still been a timeout.
2: <laughs> that's great. So as you're, Hey, so with these project managers, as we're, you know, talking about management, what are some of the things that sets people apart? You know, let's say there's a listener out there that's in, that's been a landman, that's maybe even, Oh wow. Dudley's maybe looking for management down the road. That's a position I think I can feel. What do they need to identify with?
0: I don't know. I mean, we had old Russell. On a podcast one time, and, and he just he, he he had a saying that was "hand up, not hand out." Um, and I don't know, I haven't I, for whatever reason all the years I've known him, never heard him say that. But that's really it. It's it's hey, who wants it? Is we can seek out and we can we can identify. But man, the ones that rise to the top, the ones that want it, that that want that something extra, that don't want to just do. And this this is, don't take this wrong, but don't just want to do it, or don't, you know, want to do their job and stay at home. Um, It takes a special kind of person and someone who who say, hey, man, what else can I do? I I have ambition. I want an opportunity. I want to grow my career and my skill set, and I want a a bigger challenge. Um, And not that it's a good thing or a bad thing if you do want that or don't want that, but. You got to be vocal because this is something you have to want. It has to be in you. You got to have a competitive spirit. You got to be driven. You got to have a good work ethic, and and um, right. to even so, you got to be in the right place in life where you, you know you can bite off this kind of job, yeah. right? And and um, as a industry, a lot of us, you know, are got in back into the business in the early two thousands. Now we're on our mid thirties. We've got young kids, we've got families. I mean, that's, there's a lot there that, that pulling right. on someone from, you know, jumping into this profession and jumping into that kind of next level in what they're doing, particularly in the field side of things, you know, the broker side. So it's, man, the guys, the guys and girls with their hand, you know, hand up, Hey, what can I do? How can I help? I want an opportunity. Those are the ones that that really succeed and and that are really obvious to us. Hell, Natalie Johns is, you know is is a perfect example of that she's uh she's killing she's a new uh, hire for us here in texas yeah. as a uh, project manager she's focused 100 percent on renewables she's energized what can i do i want to learn i want to do how can i help you know um hell we got to call her and say how can we help you natalie because she's just going um, yeah and so and that's really any one of our managers at one point in time exhibited those qualities right and they, they made it known that they they want it and and um so we're constantly looking for those folks that was the long-winded answer but it's really a pull down to that you gotta want it
3: just add that time management you know it's what you learn in college you know mm-hmm. being able to balance work life and and still be with your family but also out there hitting the streets trying to pick up business and Always, I also always say a good attribute to have is those those people have been turned down by the opposite sex several times because you're going to be told no a lot, <laughs> <laughs> and you better get used to it.
2: <laughs> That's why we have such a great looking leadership team at Dudley. <laughs> That's why we're so good at picking up you know, so damn ugly.
0: We get turned down. Yeah. <laughs> we are no. a
1: zero. We're zero threat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I> would. <laughs>
3: you just
0: hearing no. <laughs> okay. Well, so I'll point back to So you're saying there's
2: a uh, chance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> On a serious note, I was going to add about Natalie, how well she fit into our culture, though. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, in, sure. in finding the right person, you know, it's it's very tough at first to see if they're going to fit with the the rest of the team. And Natalie is, has really been fantastic in that aspect.
2: For sure. Yeah. She's great to work with. And I think that's something to, that can be overlooked a lot is not just the hunger and the drive that they have and the hand up, but also that they get along with people and that they can have conversations about thing other than, uh, things other than work that they can fit culturally and not, you know, they have a little bit of humility to them as well. So uh, definitely something to consider. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, um,
0: you know, Patrick's exhibited that He's he's out there stomping. Yeah. he wants to learn and you got to know. You got to know what you know and know what you don't know <laughs> and be honest about that, especially for the folks that they are kind of coming up through the, through the program. Um, and we, we don't expect you to know how to handle every situation or know how to do every job, but, you know, we expect you to be willing to take it on and ask questions take guidance and seek advice and, um, you know, leverage leverage what the company has to offer you as far as, You know, access to experience, access to tools, access to systems, process and support. All those things that really allow us to do the job. Uh, It allowed Steve Brandon and I to run projects before we, you know, became, you know, higher level leaders in the company. And I think that's, we keep that front and center, you know, uh, from our perspective is that, hey, this is a hard job. It's our responsibility to make sure we're giving these guys and girls everything they need to do the job, um, and and I think any good brokerage shop does that, or any really any company, and you know you, you got to make sure the people in your organization have what they need to get the job done, and and you can encourage them and allow them, make it a comfortable environment to not know all the answers, you know, and then, and to mess up, um, and God, if if you're not messing up, you're not working hard enough, you know, that's just all there is to it. So all these folks do a real good job of that.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of culture, I know since the last time we've talked, some things have happened. You guys had the managers retreat and a big part of, you know, the focus inside of the leadership team has been on the, the mission and the values of, of Dudley land. Uh, We've really solidified delivering energy through land, which I think has been fantastic. If you listen to the show and don't go to the Dudley website often, it's now plastered everywhere. Uh, But also, We've got these four values i think it maybe we could go around and maybe talk about those a little bit obviously we've identified those values but they've existed inside of dudley for a very long time um, but we've got people we've got service product and example um, what does values mean to each of you and even share maybe some stuff from the manager's retreat that was talked about with these values
0: yeah see why don't you go over? you did a, a really good job of kind of spearheading our our exercise in the manager's retreat
1: Talking about these uh, four. I'll tell you what, those <clears throat> they, uh, they, I think they killed it at the manager's retreat. Um, we've been working with a business coach and she was involved in it, but we, uh, we went through and somehow we had 18 people there and 18 core values and we tasked each of them with coming up with a, a, their understanding of it as well as something that how they've seen it in, in action before. So it went a little longer than we, we thought, but the responses we got from, our management team, uh, I, I thought they were fantastic. And I think that, you know, we, we've lived these values for the past 20 years. All of them have. We've just never been in a place where we put them down on paper and actually had focus on them. And I, I think it hits home with, with, you know, especially me, I keep them up on my screen every day. And in our, our weekly meetings, we're trying to show examples and how someone used it in the past week or two. And I think just bringing those to the forefront all the time has really kept them in people's minds as they're going through their daily activities, as they're going through their workflow, you know, as they're dealing with our customers, as they're dealing with their contractors. And I think it's only going to help us continue to grow and live those more and more and actually have them on the forefront. Yeah. I'm
3: amazed by how easy it was for us to come up with them. You know, like I said, we've been living it um Dudley Tom Dudley wrote a great mission statement at one point in time and um we we fed off of that but really when Brent found that I think he he found it in an old drawer somewhere or something but it was uh we all read it and it was like wow um hadn't seen it in 15 years but uh you could tell that Tom Dudley and Tom Havenstrike lived by them and and therefore filtered that all down to us And, um, it was, it was remarkable to actually take that and then build it out between the three of us and and really recognize those values in our company that the company already had. And now we're just taking a more focused approach and putting it at the forefront, um, and making sure that we're providing a great, uh, venue for our employees, but also, um, a great service to our clients and uh, also to the landowners that we deal with a lot and the people all the way down to the people in the courthouse and the abstract plants. And it's about who everybody we deal with. And then uh, we've got some product things there about our deliverables and how we work and what we do. And that we're going to strive to be the best whenever it comes to submitting a product, you know, um, without uh, costing our clients value. You know, I think that's what they're all about.
1: What's fun. What's fun for me is, is like, we we're now in the office and I hear at which core value did you violate, you know, or <laughs> like, you know, like, okay, great. It's, it's actually on people's minds. I mean, if, if you can, at least, and one of ours is, you know, you got to smile and have fun. So I, 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 I'm happy about that. We did the same exercise with the, uh, with our other employees. And I think they really, I think the other employees really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, it's so hard in those exercises to identify what the actual values are, but even more so to refine it down to just four. But I also love that it's not like integrity and, uh, you know, like these invisible words almost that like mean something, but they you just kind of glance over, like people, product, service, example. Um, I think those are really easy to remember. And I've I've talked to people that, remember them so quickly and you typically don't see that in a company. It's like, what are your core values? And nobody knows, you know, so yeah. really cool to see.
0: It's, 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 to Brandon's point. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of live those things and put yeah. them down on paper when really just stopping and focusing on it and talking about who or is a company, you know, what kind of people do we want working with our company and what kind of people are in our company, what kind of, it, and when we went through that, when we landed you know, people, service, product. And if we do all those things right, we're going to set the, ro- the proper example for our peers and for the industry and for our, our contractors, you know, all the landmen that work for us. Um, so it really, it, that, that, that example part is the hardest thing to articulate, but it's the easiest thing to show. You, you know what I mean? Like it's, you maybe can't put words to how, what being an example is, but you can sure show it. And, um, and and I think if we if we're really doing all those things right and keep that central, not only does it make us better as a company and the people within our company, but you know, frankly, we hope that it it serves to recruit the best you know you know field landmen out there that want to come work for Dudley because they know what they what they're going to get, they know the experience they're going to get, they know how we live, they know what they should expect from us, and um, as much as it is about our client knowing whether, who we are and what we are. And, It's the contract landmen out there that we work with so much. They need to know who we are and they need to know what to expect and and know that, you know, Dudley Land is a good place to work and the people are going to respect you. And they've got, they got some things front and center other than just, you know, doing a job and and hiring people and firing people to get a job done, you know? Um, So it's, it's, um, I've been real tickled with it. And um, it's been really good to to get that out there and really get it down on paper and start to have a more structured approach to how we, how we really look at that. And frankly, if you've got it right, it helps you make so many decisions, (laughs) you know, it's not only as a way to live, but it's, it's, it makes your decision making so much easier, you know, or they, is how does this affect our people? How does this affect our service? How does this, you know, affect our product? And if you can really just go back to that you know, you can make a decision and move on and not dwell on, was it the right decision or, you know, should we have done this or shouldn't we have done that? Um, it's a little easier to sleep at night when you're, when you're in that position, yeah. you know,
2: you know, part of our podcast is the state of land inside of energy and we've already kind of talked a little bit about Dudley land and kind of our state from the different locations you guys are in, but maybe as you know, the, the industry as a whole, what are we kind of seeing as we wrap up the summer here in August? Uh, What are you guys seeing in in your markets that you're focused on? Uh, Maybe, Steve, let's start with you. Yeah, we've seen some mergers and acquisitions. There was a big one announced today
1: between um, Crestwood and Energy Transfer on the midstream side. Uh, Chesapeake just had a sale of their Eagleford assets. Uh, In the Northeast specifically, uh, we don't see the due diligence the, the amounts that you do in Texas or possibly Oklahoma. So I can't really speak to to that as a, what Brent was mentioning earlier. Um, and the renewable side, we have a number of conferences coming up. I think we hit one year of the reduction inflation act. Um, yep. Actually on LinkedIn today, saw a couple of our clients getting a big influx of uh, capital for future projects, especially when we're working with down in Texas. So it's interesting in seeing what's going on on that side of the industry, and I, I think that's going to continue to grow for us. Um, but yeah, like like Brad said earlier, I'm I'm looking forward to a good finish of this year, and hopefully, as we roll into election year and see how everything unfolds, you know, just trying to make it through those rocky rocky waves and get out on the other side. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, as far as what we've got going, what we're seeing, you know, in the southern U.S., it's we're starting to see a lot of that transactional work, a lot of the due diligence, um, and it's just indicative of the more mature plays, right? A lot more players, a mm-hmm. lot more opportunity for people to consolidate. Um, we're doing a pretty good sized one, but we're, we're really doing a lot of those mid-sized projects right now um, on the on the diligence front, and and those really fired up over the last thirty days. Um, Pretty typical, you know. Seems to be starting a little bit earlier, but really, usually September, or October, November, or when it really hits uh, for us. And so, been good. As I mentioned, we keep a lot of our folks working, get them back on these due diligence jobs. Now we just gotta hope and pray that they fall in line so we can keep everybody going. Um, but um, yeah, start to see to Steve's point. The, the renewables work is is very busy here as well. And kind of this in the ERCOT market, um, we fired up three new acquisitions projects uh, over the last two weeks. Just in Texas alone, uh, for you know solar acquisition, battery storage, um, things like that. We've staffed some people with some wind projects um, as well up in the Panhandle. So that's been encouraging. Natalie and her team have been very busy on that front, particularly in the battery storage phase. Um, in the southern U.S. Um, some of the announced staffing is coming back. Some of those capital projects uh, are starting to, to go um, more clean up. And really that always spins off with mergers and acquisitions. You know, companies merge, they got to get their systems right and, and everything consolidated and, and, um, and entered into the system consistently. So we're encouraged by some of that. Um, some of them got a nice pipeline job that we're kicking off here soon as well so that's that's all we find something new and different for the guys and and um uh, as far as east texas goes getting a little bit of east texas work too a little bit of south texas kind of traditional you know uh leasing and profit and kind of exploration fringy work that we start to see when oil prices um start to get get up a little bit higher and and um you know and as as the gas projects you know the the proven areas start to expand, start to see some of that. And that's just a sign of confidence. Um, so like Steve, we're pretty encouraged for the back half of the year. Um, and um, I think we'll we'll keep going and we'll see what next year brings with an election cycle coming in. That's always a little uncertainty end of the year. But um, yeah, all in all, put them on pretty good. We're either busy being busy or busy trying to be.
3: Yeah. Um, kind of, Talking MidCon, um, MidCon's more the same, you know. And and really, when when people say MidCon, they mean Oklahoma, basically. Uh, <laughs> you know, making um, it sound
2: so glamorous. Mid-con. Yeah, uh,
3: <laughs> you know, some more of the same. Lots of drilling activity, uh, but the most of it's infill. Um, seeing some due diligence work finally. I mean, the A and D, there the deals just haven't been on the market this year all that much, and now we're starting to see that pick up this. I think you're going to see it pick up even more next month. Um, starting to hear a lot of people um, start to put packages out there for sale, which hasn't been, um, this hasn't been a big year for that yet. Uh, so we should start seeing some due diligence in the MidCon. con. Uh, we are um, the uh, Rockies area. um uh, Seems to be picking up. Looks like people are looking in Wyoming and North Dakota a little harder. I think a little bit of that has to do with um, these mature plays. They've drilled it and now they're wanting to go back to the hard stuff You know that they skipped over because it was going to be difficult. So They're circling back, looking at those areas, um, maybe willing to spend a little bit more money on those things to get get the title and the acquisitions done um, from a renewable standpoint, been pretty steady uh, SPP Southwest and Northwest have all been uh, pretty steady. Um, and, you know, you get a project it, we're doing bids every week, you know, on, on renewables projects and uh, some of them come through, some of them don't. Uh, but ultimately all since for the last really two years, it's been pretty renewables have been pretty steady. Um, you're going to see them, I think, focus a little bit more, um, on some things. Hopefully you see them develop all their projects. I mean, I don't know how many they actually get developed that we work on, but it's not a very high percentage. Maybe you'll start seeing them actually developing more. I probably say Uh,
0: 30%, which I I don't think a lot of people really realize that, um, how few of these jobs, these renewables projects, actually get to construction, um, Maybe, and, and that's what we're striving to do always, right, is increase that efficiency. You know? yeah. Um yeah. Well, I have good reps when it comes to that. But, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, but I, I just heard that number, and I've really been thinking about that a lot. It's like, shit, shit man, not many of these things really make it. Um, right.
1: Yeah. Well, um, and you get the, I mean, we just picked up a client in the lower mid-Atlantic that was trying to do, all of this in-house <clears throat> and they finally realized that this it just doesn't work you know you need a partner who's going to be able to handle the boots on the ground that doesn't work with some person sitting in new york city trying to contact a landowner in tennessee so i'm, I'm hoping that that shift is going to continue in our direction of you know us being a viable partner for these groups and not just a staffing company
3: yeah yeah i mean you gotta look at history i mean there's a reason why I mean, oil and gas has been around since, Steve, you know this
1: year, 1855, right? Uh, well, it depends on which state up here you ask. <clears laughs> but the first producing oil well, I believe, was 1859. 59, yeah. Drake's Well,
3: yeah. Yep, Drake's Well, uh, which you can still go see. And you can buy a mason jar of oil yes, <laughs> and you take can. it home, which is pretty interesting. It's a cool little museum. Yeah. But, you know, they've been outsourcing this work for well over a century, you know, century and well over a century and a half. And there's a reason for that. And that's because it works. And I think renewables companies, like you said, are starting to kind of grasp that and understand it. And they will as time goes on. And they're doing a lot of it, but there are some that aren't. And, um, it, and while it might work, On a small scale, it's not going to work over time. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, as you as you develop these projects, it's it's going to be better to outsource it. Let your, as we used to say um, in the old company that we used to own, ARI, do what you do best. We'll handle the rest. That's really what it is. You know, you need to be focused on your project and developing it. Let us focus on, you know, organizing it, acquiring it, and understanding who owns what. In your areas, but I mean, ultimately, uh, we expect the renewables stuff to go to keep strong for the next couple of years. As Brent alluded to, though, we've got an election year. Um, things tend to change in in our business. It's, it tends to slow down. People are taking less risk because they don't know what's on the horizon. So, um, hoping that doesn't happen. Uh, we'll see. This might be might be different. We'll see. I don't know. It's just, nobody can tell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I just kind of uh, go back to um, the, the renewable industry in general. We take it granted that really in, in the form that we see it now, they only started three years ago, right? And so, I mean, half of the industry didn't exist three years ago um, on the renewables front and all these projects, all these different concepts, geothermal. You know hydrogen carbon capture and sequestration all these and solar and, and all that um, although those projects and things existed they didn't happen at the scale they didn't exist at the scale so a lot of what we're doing is trying to educate and, and help our clients understand you know what do you do best what do you what, what how can we help this is how we we think we can help this is how we typically see success as what elsewhere um and you know, we take for granted that you know these folks are trying to figure out and do the best they can. And so we're starting to see some of that sink in when folks understand, okay, this is where I need to outsource, this is what I can do in house. And and then it's a matter of okay, who's the best outsourcing partner? And um and that's what you know, all of us are trying to be is trying to be that kind of that option that that is the most turnkey and and most responsive and efficient at what we do. Um it's changed so to- the our business, um, you know, at Dudley Land, um, we're thinking about these projects and and this industry and how we can service it, um, and you know that's led us to really think more holistic. Like, okay, we, we do acquisitions, we do title, we do curative, um, and and really conveying our clients that we can do all those things and when they should bring us in and when we can help them and how long we can help them. Um, we just, we started a, a, a title insurance company. So in state of Texas, we're writing title insurance policies. We've partnered with Select Title, we formed Dudley Select Title. And that really helps us, you know, continue our purpose for these renewable projects. Uh, not only do we do the acquisition and, and the mineral work and the title, we can also do the insurance and, and really kind of bring it all the way to construction and help that process be more efficient. Our goal is to take that 30% and eliminate any reason why you would, you know, um, not be able to get that project insured from a title and acquisition standpoint. Permitting and takeaway capacity that's outside of our control, but you know we want to increase that that efficiency and that that success ratio. And and we think the more we can be involved from start to finish, all the way through to title insurance, is is how we can best help and best serve. So really excited about that. I mean, we really haven't talked about that, but. Um, that I want to side of our business in Texas and Arizona really, really picking up. Um, we're starting to see a lot of, a lot of activity there and, and it's been very well received by our clients. And, uh, we're pickle pink and excited about what that holds for us and, and how we'll be able to grow that and expand that offering and really get that out there. It's something that's pretty new for us as far as our clientele is concerned. They, it's not something we've always offered. Um, but, it's going really well, we've had some great success with it and uh, really excited about what we'll be doing there. We'll probably have some more discussions about that here pretty soon.
2: Absolutely. Well, we'll be uh, probably having a couple more cocktail hours this year, I would imagine, but I don't know that we're going to get another one in before uh, college football starts, so why don't we end with the prediction here? Each no, team. I guess. I I've got OU, oh. we've got Arkansas with Brandon, we've got Penn State with Steve, and I forget Brent's team. Uh, yeah, you, they're you don't need to them. Really yeah. they, well, they
3: they there's, horrible there's,
1: anyway. Who cares? I think there's three of them ranked in the top twenty five, and one isn't the uh hogs. So let's
2: let's uh let's figure out who what's our order, like who out of those four teams. Who's who's going to be ranked high at the end of the regular sea, season? Well, Arkansas so like, is going to beat LSU, so that won't, that, won't matter what it. the rankings are. So I'm going mean, to I'm going to write these down. We're going to go gonna ahead. Have some it waiters. won't
3: matter what the rankings are. We're still going to beat them. Okay. okay. LSU's LSU. LSU's we're LSU, not LSU,
2: like club badminton, Paul. So We're talking about
0: <laughs> football. We're talking about football, son. We got BK. I mean,
1: LSU is what? Are they are they in the top five? Yeah. Football. Are they right above Penn State at six?
0: Yeah, but we all know Penn State. So that's a
2: token. That's None a token. of these rankings ranking. right now. I mean, I don't know if we can no, trust these rankings.
3: I mean, really, what's Penn like? Who are they playing? I mean, they play Michigan. Whoop dee do. I mean, Ohio yeah. State. Ohio State uh, I mean, and Michigan. We, we had the uh, we Heck... had the
1: highlight game. West Virginia, big big West Virginia, twenty oh, some point over underdog. So scared right? of them. I'm oh. telling you right now, if that quarterback, if this new kid is good, as long as we beat Ohio State or Michigan, I think we make it into the playoff. I would pump okay. the break. So that's so is that car. your prediction? Here's the other deal, if if we don't make in the playoff when they expand, then James Franklin's got to go. <laughs> it's cool. He can he can recruit, but hell, those p- kids can't play. <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: It's like an oxymoron. I know. Like yeah, I mean, he can but he but can't. I can not He, land, he, he can't, just get can't get there. play.
1: It's like, oh cool, we came in sixth. Yeah, awesome. I think
3: great. what Steve's saying is it doesn't matter who you play if you lose to the only two teams that are any good in that conference, don't matter. Don't no
0: matter. Yep, don't no. matter, it don't matter. I mean, not matter if you beat the middle of Appalachian State Boyd's Choir. You can beat Purdue
1: teams. all you want to. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. You just wait. That's cool. I'll make a prediction. Penn State will be in the playoffs. Didn't, didn't They're going to get their ass kicked in the first game, but they will be there. Didn't okay, the so- last time
3: Arkansas and Penn State play, played, you lost 100 bucks, I think? Yeah. Oh, that was that was that was a couple uh, of years ago. I remember. don't remember. I don't remember that. <laughs> a couple of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> that, that
2: was years ago, Brandon.
3: Only you know. Yeah. I'm right. sure my Venmo so, account thanked you for that.
2: Let's let's give us your ranking, Steve. What is it? It's who's between those four teams: LSU, Penn State, Arkansas, and OU. Rank well, them one through four LSU at the end is of the going season. going to play
1: Louisiana Tech, the Sisters of the Poor, and like you know, UL Monroe. The <laughs> they, first, they three probably weeks. have
2: the hardest schedule, Steve. Yeah, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> those are actually like jamboree games. That's the freaking ball. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we talk
1: about the the rest of the season? Yeah. Right, if I want to be if I want to be honest, I think the end of the year rankings will be LSU, then Penn State, then Arkansas might get kicked down to the B division of the soccer league.
2: <laughs> and where's OU in that? OU like,
1: OU is still there. Oh, oh who? Oh who? Uh, oh, who? <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I can't wait to have this next year when oh, you're no, going into the SEC. Yeah,
2: we're gonna schedule. be it's yeah. Woo. We will become the Arkansas of the SEC. So,
1: you go to LSU actually, the first year. Alabama. I coming. your house, but it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. I heard
3: that
1: Oklahoma might join the Pac Four. Yeah, August probably to
2: get out of the SEC just to win a game. <laughs> so, so you have OU finishing b- above or below Arkansas? Uh,
1: way above. Yeah.
2: Way. Okay, oh, so it's good. You've got LSU, Penn, OU, then Arkansas. All right. A, a, right. What, what right do right you? Now. That's what you have, Brent. Exact same. Yeah. I'm,
0: that's what I got. All right.
2: Although, well, of course, it, OU is going to. Of course, OU is
3: going to finish above because who? they don't even – the three teams that they lost That's to last I'm year, saying. they don't even play them. Yeah, They don't even play TCU, Baylor, or, or Texas Tech, whoever they lost to last year. They don't even play those guys. Who nope. do they play then? I'm saying who just, just based Dubai on played? Texas, the only out? team they play. And Oklahoma OSU. State. yeah. yeah. Well,
2: so the, I think – I've got LSU then Oklahoma, just because Ooh. just because we we have such an easy schedule and they're gonna favor us because we're power five, and yeah. we'll get we'll get ahead right. of. Khalil
1: Penn. Khalil, a hundred dollars right now. Okay. Penn State is over Oklahoma
2: at the end of just the regular season, right? We're regular not, season, okay.
1: Yeah. Let's right, we'll do it. Let's end do of it. Season rankings: Oklahoma is below Penn
3: State. Will you, would you do that with me? Will you do that with me? Oklahoma's above Penn State. I'll take Oklahoma over to Penn State.
1: Yeah, hundred bucks. All right, done. See, I, I, I
2: think, it's I just think so risky, probably Steve. Probably you lose right. two games, and you're out. We are not going to lose. Listen, I mean,
1: listen, this isn't like Central Florida beating up on you know Miami Tech all day long. No, 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 <laughs> <clears throat> no, no, no.
3: That's another okay. team that they play this year. <laughs> I
0: think you just named. He just named two thirds of Oklahoma's
2: schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> that's what you know, we got you gotta right. have one You're last two raw before we um, are oh, yeah. irrelevant oh, yeah. for the next decade. Don't get up. It's yeah. like it's like that last party you had before you, you you know in college before you actually have to go to work. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly that's what you it is. Y'all will be You're I only know the last all two raw. this crap all year long.
0: Y'all are gonna be like ten and 0, you know, with a the, the strength of schedule ranking of like hundred and twelve. But you'll <laughs> be in the playoff
2: <laughs> discussion because you're over here, And that's just how it can be. That's just, it's a, we have, we, LSU LSU always
0: play lose, in the we'll lose two games or some crap by like two points. And
2: we'll be number seven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll be something like that. We, we do, the playoff has to expand. I think it does next year, right? Did 12, they Confirm? Yeah. Goes to 12 next, next year goes to 12. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. That that's going to be awesome. That's, it's going to make it really cool. Okay, we got our predictions in. Steve, hundred dollars. It's it's recorded. It's on this podcast, so we'll for it's forever enshrined and it is deadly right. folklore. I can't it's believe forever. I'm betting on OU. I, know, <laughs> I know, right? no, what I was surprised doing? to see Brandon jump in there hey, so quick.
1: When, when, I thought you were going to jump in with that. an Arkansas bet, like I mean, hundred dollars Arkansas is in the top twenty-five I, at the end. Of I that. hope no. I hope we play y'all in the bowl game again. I mean, we'll <laughs> oh, manhandle like, like, like we did last time. The GoDaddy Cotton something. <laughs> I don't care what gonna,
0: it is. It's gonna be the the crochet bowl or something like that. Man.
1: <laughs> belk belk.com hey, as we get to play, to play,
0: I don't care.
2: <laughs> man. Uh, Good time, on, boys. Okay, well, it's been fun. Put your cocktails away before you drive home, and uh, no, th- yeah, we'll we'll see you on the next one, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to The Land Department. Check out our website in the show notes or visit dudley-land.com to learn more about us.